everyone's weird. Everyone right now can think of at least one thing that if someone else outside of their family saw them doing that thing, they'd be like, oh, that's legitimately bizarre, you know, without a doubt. And there's a whole load more of that as well. And also, you're the only person on the planet that has had the experiences that you've had. Therefore, that makes you weird. That makes you different to everyone else. Even if you have an identical twin and you've lived almost exactly the same life, you've still seen things from different angles. You've still heard things slightly differently. So there isn't two people that have got the same experiences as each other. Um, and fundamentally, that makes you different and valuable. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Connect with Confidence podcast. I'm here with Professional Weirdos founder, Simon Jacobs, who's joining us from Manchester in the UK. Welcome, Simon. Thank you very much, Kerry. Yes, indeed. It is just morning for me, um, 1am. Uh, so I've, I've not been to bed yet, uh, but I'm, I'm always up at this, this time anyway. So it's a, it's a joy to, to, be, to, be, to be talking to you this morning. Oh, it, yeah, it's so good to connect with you. And let's just have a quick chat about how we connected because yeah. I had just been in Manchester and I don't know if that's why I ended up in your algorithms, but you found me on, was it LinkedIn or Facebook? I think it was LinkedIn. Yeah. And then we moved over, we moved over to Facebook. Yes. We started talking on there more actively. And now we're back to LinkedIn. If anyone wants to find yes. Simon, um, then find Lord Simon Jacobs on LinkedIn and yeah. uh, see what he's up to. Some yeah. really cool stuff. Um, so connecting on LinkedIn, we had some great conversations and you've introduced me to uh, Imran, who has already been on the podcast, and mm-hmm. you have contributed some really fantastic stories to the new book, How to Talk to Strangers. So I love that you shared so openly the um you know awkward growing moments and uh, you know painful moments and with such humor and lightness and it's just a delight to add your stories to the book uh, so you've recently received your first copy in the mail yes indeed yeah and what were your thoughts after all this uh, time? it's oh i mean after, after all this time very much indeed it's been obviously a work in progress for you, for you guys over there um, I mean, the, the the experience in general has been really nice. You know, I get you, I've lived the book. You know, I've met different people through the book, which has been really nice. And then, obviously, when the when the physical copy came, it was just it was lovely to open it up. You know, it, it, it's obviously a lovely design. My face is on the front, which makes it even better. Um, <laughs> and then and then flicking through, um, I mean, there's uh, everything about it. It's just it, the word that I would use is lovely. It's it's lovely in terms of obviously the message. That the book gives across the, the lessons that you can learn it's so easy to read both in terms of the, the language but also the font and the size of it it's one of the books it's one of those books that um i mean this in the highest compliment that i can imagine reading on the toilet that's a really good <laughs> thing that's a really good like review in my eyes it's something that i would take with me when i'm at my most relaxed or you know uh, it, it, it's just an easy easy nice read it's like a friend almost um, so yeah, it, it was it was great to see it in the physical physical world. That's nice. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And uh, you just reminded me, one of my friends was carrying around "Do Talk to Strangers," my 2014 book, uh, in her handbag all the time, and it was just you know sitting up because it's bigger than the than the bag itself. Um, so hopefully, maybe it will go on some trains with you around Manchester, yeah. or um, <laughs> maybe spark yeah. some conversations. Absolutely. So we know that. 
conversations with strangers can be sparked in so many situations. Uh, you know, in your early days, you were deliberately practicing talking to strangers. Do you want to tell us a bit about that progression? You've been curious, I guess, to engage with the world around you and to be more confident within yourself. And this is yeah. a Connect with Confidence podcast. So do you mm. want to share some of your story? Yeah, absolutely. So um, growing up early, you know, teens, um, I was an awkward, quiet, um, yeah, awkward, quiet teenager, I suppose. Um, bit of a bit of a goody two shoes. Not necessarily, not necessarily brown. I don't know whether you know the term. I don't know whether you use the term brown nosing. Like something like I, I wasn't uh, one of those, but I would just I would follow the rules. Teacher's pet. No, I wouldn't go so far as to say teacher's pet. I was, I was just, I was just a good all rounder. You know, the sort, of, the, probably the sort of person that teachers shrug their shoulders at. Was neither here nor there. Yeah. And you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't confident. Um, and I ended up reading a couple of books um, at the same time, or around the same time, both of which were massively influential. Um, and I think it, I, I'm, I'm always trying to work out whether it was. Um, chicken and the egg so was it that the books were what drove me or was I in the right place for the books to help me yeah just for, for people listening the two books that really helped me in terms of my confidence um, the first one was Yes Man by Danny Wallace which is what it says on the tinsel about saying yes yeah. and the other one was Rules of the Game by Neil Strauss um, which is about how to pick up women um, <laughs> and um Neither, well, Yes Man wasn't designed as a self-help book. It was just just an autobiography of this this guy who decided to say yes to everything that came his way. And I took it upon myself to live that way for about a week. And Rules of the Game was a follow-up book to his first um, book, was about picking up women. This one was sort of like a how-to. And I wasn't necessarily that bothered about the picking up women side of things. I was only 15, 16 at the time. It was more about the confidence. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have spoken to strangers um, prior to that, really, out, out of fear or, um, yeah, fear, really, lack of confidence. Yeah. And so with these two books, sort of fighting my corner, getting me to change the ways that I'm thinking, self-doubt, etc. Um, I uh, slowly but surely gained confidence and a, a love of speaking to strangers. Um, you know, when I first started, it was, it was, an, it was a, a, a means to an end to get over that fear. Yeah. But now I'm that person who will strike up a conversation with someone next to me and compliment them on something and end up having a really nice conversation on the train for an hour or so, which annoys my friends sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I love it. Yeah, I'm just thinking it would be good to hear your amusement park story in your own voice. Would you yeah. like to read it or uh, would you like to just I, tell it? I can, I, can, I, I, I can go and grab the book or I can tell it yeah. from my... Shall I go grab the book? Yeah. I'll be back one sec. Sure. I'm back. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Simon, thank you for grabbing the book. And you talked about the, the rules of the game. And so Operation Small Talk, you went out with a mission mm. to make small talk with five strangers. So tell us this story. Sure. So that day I was on a trip to an amusement park. So I knew I would have a chance to practice this in all of the various cues. Annoyingly, my nerves got the better of me throughout the day and I wussed out, um, keeping my head down and avoiding eye contact. Uh, on the final ride of the day, 
in the final stretch of the queue, I summoned all my strength and plucked up the courage to tell the chap in front of me that I liked his glasses. I'm pretty sure I sounded like a madman as I basically shouted it and as he was turning away from me. Um, Fortunately, I think he took pity on me and said, thank you, and turned back around. (laughs) As we shuffled forward, he turned to me again and we proceeded to chat about the perils of wearing glasses on fast rides. It was a truly innocuous discussion, but one that meant a lot to me. All day, I'd completely forgotten my fear of heights and had instead been sweating, worrying and stressing myself out over the conversation task. All it seems for nothing. Strangers aren't scary. They're mostly lovely. And this chap has no idea how much that conversation meant to me and how big an effect it had on my confidence. Upon reflection, I wouldn't be doing what I was doing now had I not accepted that challenge and taken that initial risk. Thank you, Simon. I love that. That story is on page 103. And I just love that you shared the awkwardness of it. Um, You know, that he must have thought you're a madman because you kind of shouted it at him, which I can imagine because you've got all this pent up, like, I'm wanting to do this today, but I'm feeling terrified. Yeah. And interestingly, you forgot your fear of heights while you were focused on your fear of of making that connection with a stranger. Yeah. Um, It's so powerful because if we will embrace the awkward moments, then we can move forward, can't we? And you've moved forward significantly since then. So you said you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today if you had not, you know, been through that learning experience. So tell us a little more about what you're doing today and what are some of the the funny moments or the mischief you get up to these days? Yeah, uh, no, I definitely wouldn't be doing what I was doing today what I'm doing today so a lot of it involves public speaking a lot of it um, involves having to make call, not cold calls but talking to people that I don't know running a business you know these these are valuable skills these are valuable things to be comfortable with doing um, and so had I not taken any of these steps had I not been comfortable talking to different people being a, being able to have conversations with whoever it may be um Definitely, definitely wouldn't be doing what I was doing today. Uh, a bit more detail about what I do. So professional weirdos, we do creativity training. Um, so that's everything from the mindset of creativity all the way to the practicalities of bringing it into the workplace. So typically when you go into a corporate workspace, when you go into an office and use the word creativity, a lot of people go, well, that's not me. I'm not creative. Yeah. And it's about getting rid of those self-doubting beliefs re-understanding what creativity is and connecting people back to their passions that they've forgotten along the way, making sure they bring that back into the workplace because actually it's so important to bring yourself into work because otherwise the company might as well hire robots. What makes the world and what makes companies so powerful is everyone coming together and bringing their own experiences and worlds and creativity and passions. So yeah, so I just get to have loads of fun with with strangers, you know, do workshops and, and um, play weird and wonderful games with them and a big part of it is knowing myself and going in there knowing that what I do is fun mm. um I'm not taking myself too seriously and you when you're working with big clients with big names um it's very easy to get yourself in the headspace of oh I need to make sure that this is serious that this 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 and that um but being confident in what you're delivering even if it is ridiculous and my stuff is deliberately ridiculous because <laughs> that's the whole point. 
uh, you know, getting people to scream at the top of their voices, um, getting them to look for fish pictures that are hidden around the office, um, getting them to come up with weird and wonderful ideas of what the business could do next and being confident in that. Um, so, yeah, so that that first interaction where I shouted at this person to tell him how, how much I liked his glasses is such an important thing. I love that. I'm just thinking about, you know, the two words, professional weirdos. So, you know, you want to go in with a professionally planned, I guess, or, or have some, you know, there's got to be that professionalism to it, but you're, t- you're taking in, as you said, deliberately ridiculous things. Yeah. So what are the kind of, there must be, I can imagine some people just cringing right now as they're listening. So please don't, don't hit stop on the podcast um, because Let's just embrace this awkwardness for a moment. Tell us, what are some of the hesitations that you get from people? Like, I'm not going to be screaming at the top of my lungs. You're not going to make me do something like that, are you? Um, and then what is the feedback that you get at the end of the day? So uh, the, the, the numbers that we usually do is, is between 20 and 40 people in a workshop. And undoubtedly, there is going to be at least one person that sits sort of at the back of the room with their arms folded. Um, they don't want to be there. They don't know why they're there. They don't like being seen to be silly. Yeah. Um, yeah and they don't think it's for them. Um, that is always like my, uh, I always set my eyes on them and I'm like, I'm going to make you do something ridiculous during this session. Um, yeah. it, every facilitator that I've ever talked to has said the same. It shouldn't be our, it shouldn't be our focus. We should be concentrating on the 19, 20 people who are there and ready and up for it and make sure they have the best time and don't really care about that person at the back. But something innate, something human goes, no, that person, that one person is going to be my my thing today. So in general, we're doing things, it, you have to start out slow, um, ease people into it because you can turn people off very quickly otherwise. So it's it, it's about ever so, ever so slowly but surely getting further and further up the ladder getting them to push themselves slightly more out of their comfort zone so we start with things like drawing um and, and with drawing it's lessons about not being perfect you know i i i, I tell them to be deliberately rubbish um because actually that's more fun it's more fun anyway you get a good laugh um, not taking yourself too seriously and gradually we move up the ladder of these weird and wonderful activities and you get to the point where you can go okay when was the last time you screamed at the top of your voice we're going to scare the whole office now. And uh, honestly, most, you know, 99% of the time when I've done these workshops, the person who's been sat at the back with their arms crossed is the one who yells the loudest. Um, and it's because they've finally been given an opportunity to let themselves be free. Mm. Um, and it's a, it, it's a relief for them. It's, a, a, you know, uh, and I've had quite a few people at the end go, I really needed that. I've mm. never had anything like this. You know, they they come, they often come into these these workshops and think it's going to be sit down and listen. Yeah, we're going to talk about creativity. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about well being. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of these things are tick box exercises. They're there to say that you've done the course and that's it. Yeah. Where whereas I think you know, screw all of that. I have maybe five slides in total. We're going to do some weird and wonderful stuff. And get you outside your, you know, outside of your headspace. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are, those are the sort of things that that, that we do. Honestly, um, it's just good fun. Yeah. It is just good fun. Yeah. And and so, what are the what are the bosses 
saying afterwards? Like what are the outcomes that they see in the following days and weeks? Yeah, really good question. Um, so the things that the, there's a there's a bunch of different things. Um, typically, when we do workshops, we try to bring in people from different departments. So it's a bit of team building. Yeah. Um, but it's team building done differently. It's team building in the sense that you're doing these weird and wonderful things together. Therefore, you get in jokes. Um, so you cross pollination across departments. So that's one thing. Yeah. Um, next is it's kind of giving people a new a new way of looking at things. Yeah. Um, so we try to wake people up to spot small things around them that they can change, um, yeah. both in terms of in the office but also in the world as well, you know, open their eyes a bit more and um, spotting, spotting things. And that, that can be really massive. You know, you, you get a lot of people, um, we've, we've had quite a few people go, oh, I've changed the way that I look at this. I didn't spot that before. I didn't know that was there. I didn't explore this. I didn't explore that. That's a massive mindset change. It's, uh, it, it, it's massive in the sense of for the workplace, but also for these people, they've, they've, they've opened their eyes to more things. But, but the, biggest one that I've the biggest one that I've had um one particular person in fact um we did one of the we did we had one of these workshops and it's talking about being yourself you know um putting yourself out there bringing yourself to to work um and embracing that and I got a big big message from someone on LinkedIn saying I really that that was so important for me to attend you know I've never heard anything like that before I've, I've always I've always put on a, a a costume or a uniform when I've gone into work, and actually, that that provides no value to anyone. I'm not enjoying myself. I'm not bringing anything to it, uh, and it's uh, and it means that people can bring them their whole selves to it, um, and that's kind of the feedback that we get. You know, that people are more confident. Even something as simple as the emails that people send after the after the workshops, they've got personality. Yeah, you know, and. How often do you get a boring copy and pasted email or message or something like that? And it, you, you ignore it because it doesn't come from anywhere. Whereas if you send something with a bit of humor, if you send something with deliberate personal touch, um, in, you know, real, real inquisitive nature, it's so much more meaningful. Um, and that, that's, that's, that's kind of what we get from the workshops. It's, it, it, it's so much bigger than just having fun and laughing it is. It's a mindset change. That's beautiful. And I love, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I haven't got another question prepared because I'm just <laughs> listening. But what I'm noticing is we could be talking from anywhere. You look like you're on safari in Africa with your, <laughs> your Zoom backdrop. It's powerful to see what happens when people are liberated to bring their ideas to you know, to start problem solving because we so easily get into, you know, a, a group think situation and, and bringing people from across different departments. You are getting people to talk to strangers who have a common goal that they're supposed to be working towards, but they don't really know what yep. the other departments are doing. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really powerful experience to, to give people. Mm, definitely. Do, do you find it a challenge to sell this idea to companies that are, you know, you know, being all professional, having a very professional image, and then you're like, hey, can I come and disrupt this? Yeah, it's an interesting catch-22. Um, the, <laughs> there tends to be 
kind of, I'm, I'm really stereotyping it, but there tends to be two kind of responses. There tends to be the companies that get it, and in my eyes, therefore, don't really need it, but therefore embrace it. So you go in and it's the right environment for it, and actually they just soak it up. Whereas the companies that desperately need it um, don't get it, don't understand it, don't think that they need it. So what, what tends to happen is I get I get asked by the companies that, that, that get it, that like it, to come in and do some stuff, and that's great. And then three years after I've spoken to one of these companies that is really close-minded, et cetera, they finally go, something isn't working. We're at the point where we'll try anything, come and do something with us. So it, 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 is, it is a struggle. Um, I, I knew going in that it was going to be a struggle. Um, I mean, I've called my business professional weirdos. <laughs> you know, that, that was... The, I called it that for two reasons. One, because I, I had a meaning to me, but also because I thought, it would attract and detract the kind of people that I want to. Um, and it has done it has done that. So yeah, it is it's a challenge. But as the numbers grow, as, as people hear about it, as people have good words, as as is anything in business, you know, you grow. So yeah, it's uh it swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. And I can see that you like a challenge because you know that person at the back of the room that's not engaging you. Are ready to bring them in you want to include them yeah. uh yeah. so <laughs> those uh companies that are like no he's too weird <laughs> yeah one day might be going yep it's time for the professional weirdo <laughs> yeah. no exactly Sorry. and yeah the just coming back to what you said earlier about the the professional the weirdo side of things uh, you know I, i've been called a weirdo a few times but what i'm what i what i've continued to been able to do is utilize that weirdness and that's yeah. the professional side of it you know yeah. professional to me means honest means consistent it means transparent um but weird is bringing you personality doing weird and wonderful things and yeah. i think too too few people um get that balance right and so that's what i want to bring to the workplace i want to help there tends to be two kind of people that tend to be the professionals that have turned off that weird side of them because they don't think it's appropriate to be there. Yeah. And then there are people who are sort of the outsiders who haven't quite worked out how to utilize that weirdness and make the most of it. And so I want to help both sides of the coin there. Um, yeah. Cause I think somewhere in the middle is the best, is the best bit. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Cause we're all a little bit weird, aren't we? Ev ev <laughs> ev everyone's weird. Everyone right now can think of at least one thing that if someone else outside of their family saw them doing that thing, they'd be like, oh, that's legitimately bizarre, you know, without a doubt. And there's a, there's a whole load more of that as well. And also, you're the only person on the planet that has had the experiences that you've had. Therefore, that makes you weird. That makes you different to everyone else. Even yeah. if you have an identical twin and you've lived almost exactly the same life, you've still seen things from different angles, you've still heard things slightly differently. So there isn't two people that have got the same experiences as each other. Um, and fundamentally, that makes you different and valuable. Yes, exactly. Because we might have an idea to share, but feel like, oh, it's a little bit weird, and I can't quite explain it. And so we, we don't want to embrace that that weirdness just like we don't want to embrace awkwardness but if we yeah. can and we can just you know stumble forward and put it on the table and just go here's my awkward offering somebody else can go oh wow I see how that fits or that sparks something else yeah. so 
Yeah, I love what you're doing. You know, it's courageous. It's it's helping other people be courageous and yeah. share ideas and, you know, create that safe, fun space for creativity to blossom. And, you know, that's what we need for problem solving and, and for connection. Yeah. And it's, it's lovely. So thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap up and let you get off to bed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to bed just yet, even after the call. Um, so don't worry about that. Anything else to add? Um, hmm, it's a good question. Uh, well, um, uh, in in the in the same vein as the awkwardness, um, can I swear on this? Or do we keep it? P, do we keep it PG? We're generally PG. Can you? Okay, that's fine. Um, in line with in line with the openness side of things, the sorts of the, the sorts of that I embrace tends to be I'll, I, I I was going to use it as well, but I'll just, rubbish, like not very good. I embrace that stuff. I embrace failure and um, the rubbish versions of stuff. That is the awkward stages. Um, I've now made that part of me. I I ran a course a few weeks ago called um, "It's Going to Be." rubbish rubbish not since um and and the idea of the course was to get people comfortable with doing that first version taking that first awkward step and being okay with it being rubbish yeah because so few people are okay with that um so many people are rubbish at being rubbish and actually once you get over that fear um that internal conflict of oh but it needs to be this before i do something with it yeah um because you'll be waiting forever yeah. until you put something out there because it'll never be ready. You need yeah. to put that first thing out there. You need to have that first conversation. You need to do, you need to take that first little step, tiny little step. Um, and so I think, uh, I think all of that um, connects to everything that we've already talked about, which, you know, talking to strangers, you're always going to have that awkward first exchange. You've got to get that out of the way to get yeah. to that gold bit. Um, yeah. Creativity, your first idea is going to be awful. Of course it is it's the first idea yeah <laughs> it's never going to be great but you've got to get it out there <laughs> yeah. you know so uh so yeah so embrace the rubbish yeah. <laughs> is my is my parting message i suppose yeah absolutely and embrace the awkward and the you know as you were describing that i was just thinking of a garden you know you look at you know the award-winning gardens and it's beautiful but it's like there were days when it was just you know dug up and messy and you, you can't see the potential of it but yeah you've got to start there yeah, yeah anything think, messy to begin with yeah there's going to be so many things that you can think back to in your life um that when you think to the first first attempt at it the first time you did something like that you were like oh that was really bad <laughs> but you didn't give up you tried again and, and you you've, you've slowly gotten better at it I mean I remember when I when I started my first business um, about 10 years ago or so, and I had to go out and sell advertising, those were the worst conversations I've ever had as a human being. Awful. You know, I was bright red faced, sweating from every orifice. <laughs> I didn't make one sale. It was awful, 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 awful. But I learned so much from doing it. I can say that I did it. I didn't die. <laughs> you know, uh, and, I've, and I learned so much from it. And then the next the next time I did it, I was a bit better. Um, and there's so many things in my life that I can look back on and I still do it. I still know that the first time I'm going to do something, probably either the 10th time I'll do something, I'll be like, God, that was rubbish. Mm. You've got to get that out of the way. Um, so, yeah, fully embrace it. Mm, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think I spared you a lot of the, the drafts of the book, but 
it's uh yeah there's moments where you just look at it and go how are we ever going to pull this together <laughs> but you just keep yeah. going yeah yeah and if you if you look back at the drafts now you probably go what were we doing <laughs> <laughs> what was that <laughs> yeah well it's a very different format to the beginning and uh, to yeah. how we started out you were going to have an individual chapter and and it was Val really just tipping it all out on the table you know figuratively and going how about we do it like this and mm-hmm. we completely reshaped the book and yeah. you know it felt I felt sick because I knew it was going to take a lot longer a lot more work but I also really wanted a very readable book that would change lives yeah. so you know, you just go, okay, let's just, you know, sometimes we have to pull down something that we've been creating and, and it's messy all over again. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's worth it when you know what it is that you're wanting to accomplish and and have supportive people around you. That that totally helps too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, that's a really important point, definitely. Yeah. It's difficult to do it alone. It's difficult, it's, it's difficult to be rubbish. If you're yeah. not got anyone supporting you, it's difficult to get started if there's no one supporting you. It's difficult to be creative if there's no one to bounce off. Yeah, yeah. So just tell us a quick story about a stranger who has had a positive impact in your life. Stranger who's had a positive impact in my life. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of something else that I'm not mentioning in the book. Because they're not strangers anymore, so we don't think of people yeah. like that. But someone who, you know, entered your life and made a difference. Actually, yeah. Um, there's a really good... Um, so on the course that I ran recently, which I just mentioned, it's going to be rubbish. Um, one of the things that I got the people on the course to do was think of someone who is, who has impacted their life in the last year or so, um, and just message them and say, thank you. No, no, no ulterior motive. Just, you know, just message them to say thank you. And it, it was meant as a, um, a metaphor, as an example of how you don't need to think all that much about doing something. You just go and implement it and it feels great to do it. The person that I chose to, to message was a guy called Phil Clark. Um, he was the um, sort of business advisor at the university that I that I went to. There was a building called the Hive, and um, I went to him one. I, I I cooked up an idea for a business. Um, I was this young, uh, fairly enthusiastic guy. Went into this business hub and made a, made an appointment with this guy called Phil. Um, didn't really know what I was doing, walked into Phil's office and immediately just, you could feel the the excitement and the love that he had for just meeting these new people, um, yeah. which was already, which was already a new experience to me. You know, I had met all those many people that were like that. And then uh, told him about my idea and he was, he was, he, he was just so supportive. Mm. Um, and I could tell that it wasn't, it wasn't just support in the sense of he would have supported anyone. It was support in the sense of a genuine connection um, and everything like that. And um, he helped me over the course of three or four years in terms of the business, but also in terms of wider, just, he was a, he was a friend, genuine friend, um, still consider him a friend. And uh, there's so many times that I think about Phil and just the conversations that we had and the encouragement he gave me and still see his beaming, smiling face. And uh, I messaged it. I, I also did. I also did the task. I messaged him on LinkedIn. I hadn't spoken to him in a few years, actually. Um, I messaged him, and, and just out of the blue, I just said, "Phil, I just want to say thank you for all the stuff that you've done." And um, he replied, and he, he was very thankful for the thank for the for the appreciation. You know, he said, "Been a tough two years for everyone." 
that he said that the message meant a lot to him and it meant a lot to me that it meant a lot to him it really yeah. was it was really special so yeah he he was he he really was and is someone who just a massive massive part of my life genuinely um yeah and someone who as you say used to be a stranger that's beautiful you just don't know when you walk into that room for the first time uh where that connection can lead and, yeah. uh, and i don't I, I don't think i don't i don't think phil appreciates or can appreciate i don't think he can appreciate how much of an influence how much of an impact on my life he's had and probably other people yes these are the kind of people i want to encourage with the book to say you make a bigger difference than you know <laughs> you yeah. might have come across that theme so far in your reading um yeah, that's beautiful. And so I think an ideal way of wrapping up right now is to invite you, dear listener, to send a text or a message or a phone call to somebody who has made a difference in your life. I think that would be, that would be such a beautiful ripple effect from this podcast. And so, yeah, please message. And if you want to share, then uh, do that on our social media. And uh, yeah. let's just keep putting more doses of sunshine and, um, and our unique weirdness <laughs> into the world with kindness and compassion. So thank you, Simon, for sharing. Uh, thank you, my friends, for listening. And let's go make a bigger difference in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you very much, Kerry. And uh, anyone listening, if you want to reach out to a, if you want an easy stranger to reach out to, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always up for a conversation, as I'm sure Kerry is anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So thank you, friends, for listening and let's go have a fantastic week making a bigger difference than you can imagine. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And uh, obviously, go pick a book. <laughs> go grab a copy. That's my face <laughs> over there. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Simon. Yes, so we love supporting local bookstores. So go ask your local bookstore or you can get it online in any of your favourite places. If you're in Australia, just go to kerryphipps.com and request a signed copy. Thank you for listening and thank you for being a difference maker in the world.